You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number two. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today to discuss another important and what I think is an interesting topic that affects all of us, not only in our work life, but also in our home life. That topic is self-confidence. What is self-confidence? Why is it that we all want it? Why is it so attractive when we see it in other people? How do we go about getting it? What do we have to do to feel it? And if we do develop self-confidence, how will it serve us? That's what I'd like to talk about today. Let's talk about why we need self-confidence in our lives. I really love this topic because I think that it's something that we think everyone else has, but it's lacking in ourselves. Just look at your social media accounts every day and you'll feel your self-confidence bubble burst. Your confidence will plummet. Everyone out there in social media land seems to have that perfect life. We know in our heart that perfect life is not true, but it feels true when we look at those social media accounts. We fall for the seduction of social media. We fall for thinking that everybody out there has it all figured out. They look happy traveling the world, drinking cocktails on the beach, don't they? I just commented on this the other day uh, to my husband. One of my associate veterinarians had taken a vacation to Iceland with her husband a couple weeks ago. She came back to work and told me how fabulous that trip was. The mountains, the waterfalls, the wide open spaces, the fresh air. She made it sound so fabulous. And I started to feel jealous. My brain wanted to tell me that her vacation and her life was more perfect than mine. And I think I have a pretty awesome life. I just went to, to uh, Colorado to see my daughter get married. And the wedding was on top of a mountain and it was gorgeous and fabulous. So why did my brain want me to feel less than my associate when I heard about the Iceland trip? Why did my brain make me feel jealous and make me feel less than? That is part of this whole self-confidence puzzle. We also struggle with it surrounding our work. We think that other veterinary professionals have better clients, better bosses, better teams, better equipment, training, skills, blah, blah, blah. We think every other veterinarian or veterinary technician has it better than us. Can you tell that I've struggled with this in the past too? My veterinary class, uh, which was quite a few years ago, just started a new Facebook page um, in anticipation of a reunion with members of my graduating veterinary class. And one of the members last week challenged us to post pictures of us in our work environment to show how much we love our jobs. 
the first place that my brain went when I read this challenge was, hmm, do I have a photo that looks good enough for my classmates to see? I want to look great, right? That was my first thought, but I replaced it with a better, more self-confident thought. And I took a photo that my manager had just taken of me the day before holding a cute little foster puppy that we have at our hospital. And I just took that picture with no editing and slapped it up on that Facebook account. I decided to choose self-confidence over self-criticism in this situation. And I'm really proud of myself for doing it. The photo is out there and it looks great because I'm natural and I've got a puppy in my lap. So who couldn't be happy with that? So we see all the fabulousness and we feel self-doubt, which is the opposite of self-confidence. So we need to learn how to be self-confident in all these situations. The definition of self-confidence is a feeling of trust and security in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment. Let's, let's pick that apart a little bit. Self-confidence is a feeling of trust. Trust in yourself, being secure in your abilities, trusting that you have your own back in the face of any challenge and trusting and feeling secure that you can handle any outcome. Whether it's a failure or success, you can handle that emotion. The definition of trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So basically, self-confidence is trust. Trust is a belief in ourself. So trusting in ourself brings strength strength and reliability. I love that. You rely on yourself. That's where the power comes from. Because let's face it, if you can't trust yourself, who can you trust? I am a very trusting person by nature. Most of us are. We give others the benefit of the doubt in many situations. So why is it so hard for us to do that for ourselves? We trust others naturally, but trusting ourselves scares the heck out of us. So why don't we always trust in ourselves? Let's look at that. When you were a kid or a baby, you really didn't have confidence in anything. You developed it. You didn't know how to do much of anything. You didn't know how to walk or speak or feed yourself, but now you you speak and eat very well without even thinking about it. You just trust that you can do it and therefore you're confident about it. You don't need to think about it. You know you can do it. Before you went to college to get your veterinary degree or your technician degree, you didn't have confidence in anything veterinary. You couldn't do a physical exam. You couldn't give a vaccine. You couldn't do surgery. But now you have all of those skills under your belt and you feel confident about them. But the confidence is a little bit different than self-confidence. 
Competence is becoming competent in a task, but self-confidence is the knowledge that you have the power inside to handle anything that comes your way, any task, any challenge. So confidence is about the known and self-confidence is about the unknown. Self-confidence is that thing that allows us to take chances in life and know that regardless of the outcome, regardless of what happens, we can handle it. Whether the feelings will be negative or positive, that doesn't keep us from trying. So the self-confidence is that ability to just do it. Even if we experience failure, you know you can do it. You know you can handle it. If life throws something at you, you can come out on the other side having learned something and you can be okay. No feeling can scare you because you felt them all before and you can rely on yourself to have your own back. There is a quote from Henry Ford that I really like and it it goes like this. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So that's true. Self-confidence is that thinking that you can. And if things don't go well, then you can deal with it. And you're not afraid of that failure that could come. And through that failure, you could really learn something. So that's what's important about it. Sorry. I have a puppy tied to me that I just got who is basically chewing on the computer cord and my other dog is here too. So if you hear a little bit of commotion, it's my dogs. All right, let's move on to uh, why self-confidence is important for us in our veterinary career and in basically everything that we do. It's not arrogance. It's not thinking that you know everything or thinking that, you know, you've got it all figured out, but it's attractive. It's, it's something that attracts us to people and self-confidence makes us want to follow them. So self-confident people are often thought of as leaders and people that attract success. This is very important for us in our veterinary careers because we will attract more clients to us if we can exude self-confidence in the way we speak to the clients and the way we present our treatment plans and even our diagnoses. If our treatment recommendations are offered in a confident manner, our clients will be more likely to follow our advice. So if you act all wimpy and insecure and unsure, your clients will seek advice somewhere else. So we obviously need to feel self-confident so we can easily portray this characteristic to our clients and to our teams. So how do we work on becoming more self-confident? We know how we get confident, and that's by gaining competence, which is important, but how do we get this thing called self-confidence? Because it's a little bit less tangible. And I think there's several ways we can do that. Uh, I think the best way to improve your self-confidence is to take on things that you're 
a little bit afraid to do, or even a lot afraid to do. Take some risks and accept failure as part of learning. Your ability to trust yourself and believe in yourself will help you overcome any fear that you have in pretty much any situation. Be self-assured, but not cocky and not arrogant. You want to think highly of yourself regardless of what others think of you. Your opinion of yourself is much more important than the opinion of other people. And that's true in everything that we do. I think that we would all be so much better off if we could just quit worrying about what other people think or even say about us. You know, the old thing when you were a kid, sticks and stones can break your bones, Um, you know, but names can never hurt me. I think that's really something that you have to embrace is you got to quit worrying about what people either say or think. And that will help you to be more self-confident because you'll be willing to go and think outside the box and do things that other people don't think that you can do. And that will add to your bag of tricks and the trust in yourself when it comes to uh, dealing with your self-confidence. So that's the one thing we can do. Do things you're afraid to do. Um, Let me see if I can give you an example. Um, I'm a little bit intimidated by seeing reptiles. Um, I have a little bit of anxiety when someone brings me a reptile, even though I'm an exotic veterinarian and that's what I do um, probably a good chunk of my time. I see birds and pocket pets, rabbits, and, you know, all of those furry guys. But when it comes to the reptiles, I don't feel quite as competent. And so that, therefore, I lack confidence around that skill. Now, that doesn't mean to say that I haven't done a lot of reptile medicine. I have. But I think because I'm so much more confident with birds and I've been doing them so much longer, I sometimes get a little bit Uh, of an icky feeling when somebody brings me a reptile. So that's my example. Um, I had a pet store bring me this little leopard gecko, tiny little thing. It it weighed 23 grams uh, about a month ago. And this is a good example of me, um, you know, having to pull out some self-confidence. They had this little creature that had a, a little abscess Um, on it and required surgery. And so, of course, because it's a pet store, they don't want to spend a lot of money, but I really didn't see any way around it. So I really needed to do surgery on this little gecko. And being that it was only 28 grams, I was a little bit intimidated by the anesthesia and by the actual surgery itself because it was delicate. I had to be careful and I didn't want to leave this little guy in worse shape uh, than he was when he came to me. So I had to kind of put on my big girl pants and be confident that I could handle it. And deep down, I kind of knew that I could because I had worked on smaller creatures, but it was pretty much on the lower end of the weight weight scale for me. So I got one of my awesome technicians together and we formulated a plan for how we were going to 
make this thing happen. And we were able to administer the drugs, get the little guy on a really good plane of anesthesia, and then perform this little delicate surgery of making an incision over this abscess and cleaning it out and putting things back together properly. And it really wasn't a super hard surgery. It really was something that I was definitely competent to do, but it took a little bit of um, a little bit of talking to myself and working through my own self-doubt in order to be confident about it. And in the end, it was awesome and I was excited and it turned out great. And the little guy did wonderfully and went back to the store, hopefully, to get adopted and live happily ever after. So that's something that um, I want you to remember is that we all have these little self-doubts that creep in. And basically the best thing we can do is push ourselves through it to do the job that we know we can do and gain some confidence that way and realize that no matter what were to happen in that situation that I could handle it because I've handled much worse before. So that um, is something to think about the next time you have either a case or a situation in your personal life that you're feeling a little bit uh, of unsure about. So the first point is take some risks accept failure, move on. Try to do some things that scare you. And you can practice even doing things that are not life and death. You know, our job sometimes it's life and death and you don't want to just take a chance. Well, take a chance doing something in your, you know, the outside world. Um, Ask for a discount at a store and be brave enough to do that. Um, Do a sport that you haven't tried before. Sing in public. Um, do karaoke, dance, um, do something like that that's out of your comfort zone. And that will help build self-confidence because you know that even if you fail miserably at the bar karaoke and everyone boos you, that you can handle that feeling. Um, So the second thing that we can do to help us work through these feelings of self-doubt and move into self-confidence is do things that you are good at, or list things that you are good at, I should say. Um, What is it that you're really good at? If you had to answer that question, what would you say? If I had to answer that question about myself, if somebody came up to me and said, Dr. Kapal, what are you really good at? Uh, I'd probably have to say I'm really good at drawing blood on birds, Um, I can do it almost every time. There are a few of my patients, um, they're notorious, that foil me now and then. Um, I have a few, but most of the time I'm excellent at that. I can do a good job, I can do it fast, and get the job done. I'm also pretty good, I think, at being supportive to my team. Um, I'm a super supportive mother, and I am my family's biggest fan and biggest cheerleader. I'm really good at that. I'm also good at leading small groups. I'm good at organizing meetings and I like planning parties. I'm pretty good at it. Um, So I guess that's something that I would put on my list. So what are you good at? What could you put on your list? Sit down and actually write it out because that's going to help you. That's going to help you 
build self-confidence when you see that list you know growing in front of you of the things that you were good at and it can be something really simple like i'm good at um brushing my teeth i'm good at doing dishes i'm good at housework um i'm a good cook which i'm not but i'm sure many of you are um i'm good at puppy raising even though right now this puppy that i've got is being a little bit of a devil and wiggly um Write down all those things that you're good at and look at them and read them and, and take them to heart. Because if you've got a list of like 50 things that you're super excellent at, whether it's stuff at home or stuff at work, you're going to be able to see and get outside yourself that you can really trust yourself in a lot of situations. And because you're good at all these things on this list, goes to prove that you've got the capability to learn and grow. And I'm sure all these things that you got really, really good at, you had to attempt more than once. And so you probably failed along the way. So once you have that list of all the things that you're good at, write in the next column, how many attempts did it take me to get this good at it? How many times did you have to cook, you know, your favorite meal in order to be really, really good at it and do an excellent job. So write that down. And when you see that a lot of times the way you get good at things is by failing, the way, a lot of times the way you learn is by failure, you're going to be able to trust yourself more to try new things because you didn't die when you were trying all these other things and you failed. They just help, It just helped you to learn. So make a list of things that you're good at. That's the second thing that will help you build self-confidence. The next thing you can do is make a list of all the things that you fear. It can be really simple things like spiders and you fear, you know, heights, something like that. Make a list of everything that you're afraid of and then look at those and make an effort to face some of them down. Um, make an effort to face all of them down if you can, one by one, and see that even though you have fear of failing, that it's something that you can work on. And as that list gets shorter and you see that these things that you were once afraid of are now easy, whether it's something like skateboarding or basketball or golf or whatever it is that you're a little bit afraid to learn and now you start to learn it, that will build your confidence in yourself and also your trust in yourself. And the fourth thing that I think that we want to do to build self-confidence is to accept yourself for who you are and avoid comparing yourself to others. And this one's really tough. You have to really watch your brain because your brain naturally will bring self-doubt in and throw it at you. And your brain will remind you of all your flaws and imperfections. But what I want to remind you of is that your flaws and your imperfections are the thing that makes you so unique. You were born to be the person that you are, and there's nobody else like you. It doesn't mean that you can't improve yourself, 
but you all, you need to accept where you are. You need to, to accept where you are in your journey and learn to love where you are. Learn to love what you are. You're growing, you're changing, you're learning. And each day as you go through life, you're becoming better and better. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, I find people that are older when I talk to them about doing something new or trying something different, um, they bring up the age excuse. They feel like they're too old or I've never done that before. They bring up their past. So realize that each day that you wake up and you're breathing is a chance for you to get better and better. And so accepting yourself is a key to feeling self-confident, accepting yourself where you are right now, where you are, not where you've been, not where you're going, but accepting yourself where you are. And that will be a huge key to helping you to feel self-confident. And the last thing I'm going to say that I think is super important to making us feel more self-confident is to help other people. Now, this is something that's really easy for most of us in this profession because it is a huge part of what we do every day. We treat people's pets. We love on them. We give away free services, which we really shouldn't do, but we do it because we care. We answer the phone call from our neighbor at midnight because their dog has diarrhea and they want you know to know what to do. Um, that's something that just happened to me a week or two ago. One of my friends texted me. I think it was close to midnight. You know, my dog has, I think it was diarrhea, but anyway, whatever it was. And what can I do um, until I can get her in the next day? So we have a tendency naturally to help others. It's kind of woven into our job. But if you're feeling like you don't trust yourself, you're feeling like you don't have self-confidence, one of the best ways we can go about getting it is to help other people. Choose someone that's struggling, a friend, a family member, a coworker, anybody. Pick them out and give them some advice or just listen to them. They, if they need a ride to pick up their car, they need help with their lawn, they need, you know, really anything. Um, they forgot their lunch and they need part of your lunch and you can lend it to them or, you know, share your lunch with them. Anything that you can do in the realm of helping other people and feeling good about that will make you feel better about yourself and build your self-confidence. When you're selfless, it seems a little bit um, contradictory that being selfless will boost self-confidence, but it really does. The more you help other people, the better you're going to feel. So look around in your day and just pick one thing a day that you're fearful of and try to do that. Pick a person that you can help. If somebody has a problem, honestly sit there and listen to them and pay attention. Be a good friend. Um, call up one of your friends or text a friend that you know has been struggling lately 
and just give them an encouraging word. And the more that you do that, the more your self-confidence will grow and the more you will learn to love yourself. And that's really what self-confidence is. It is about trusting and loving yourself. Um, The word trust is in the definition, but I really think that being self-confident is also about self-love and accepting you for where you are. So that definition of self-confidence, I want to read that again. It's a feeling of trust and security in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment. So when you trust your abilities, which you're going to do if you practice and you fail and you learn from your failures, if you trust in your qualities, which you will if you help other people, because you will be showing all those generous qualities that you have, And if you trust in your judgment, then you're going to feel self-confident. And so all of those things need to work together to build self-confidence. Learning to love yourself and pushing yourself to do big things that scare you is the key. Trust yourself beyond your past and walk into your future. Remember that it's not always going to be easy. You are going to struggle. You are going to have self-doubt creep in because that's your natural brain reaction. And when you start to think those thoughts, just recognize them and accept them as your brain fighting against you. But when you acknowledge those thoughts and you accept them or realize what they are, you're going to be more likely to be able to dismiss them or put them in a different light so you can start to move towards some self-confidence. You can do this. Uh, We all can. And I think we need to remind ourselves each day how important this is and remind ourselves that we can do it. You are all rock stars, my friends. I know that you are. Uh, I really do love this profession. And because we're such people pleasers and we love animals, we love people that own the animals. And what human being on the planet is better than that? We are totally awesome. And I think if we can say that to ourselves every day and really start to believe it, that that is going to make us better human beings, better family members, better parents, better veterinarians, and better business owners. So I hope that these thoughts that I've brought to you today will serve you. And I really appreciate you joining me. Um, I apologize if my little dogs here in the background made some noise, but um, I think they were pretty good. I haven't heard any barking, so that, that makes me happy. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I hope to talk to you again next week. I hope you will be there to listen, and um, we can talk about another really important subject. Visit me, if you can, on my website, If you want to find me on Facebook or Twitter, 
leave me a message. Let me know what you think of the podcast. If you have any suggestions, I would really appreciate that. We're just getting going here and I'm really looking forward to all the things to come. So until next week, I want to say be self-confident, trust yourself, and go out there and rule the world.